Well, hello and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and scooting around here somewhere is my right-hand man, Gabriel. <laughs> That's right, babes. <laughs> Today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Every Hour Kills, which is... Uh, why I guess I'm feeling so low on energy all of a sudden. But anyway, they have a new EP called Vacuum released on October 8th. And right now I'm being joined by Sasha to share some more information about this stellar release and what the guys have got going on. So, Sasha, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Good to be here. Absolutely. Great to have you on, babes. Now, take us through this EP. What was what did you guys set out to create? Was there a conversation about what to create in, in this body of work? Uh, well, so yeah, so it's mostly me that kind of, it's my baby, I guess, so to speak. So I don't need to converse with anyone necessarily before I do stuff, but uh, converse with myself, I suppose. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, I mean, I'm always writing stuff but uh but last year things started to get crazy with covid and i i lost my job actually for a little bit and uh and i had some ideas kicking around so i kind of uh you know it was obviously a stressful crazy fucked up time like it is for for everyone mm -hmm. and oh, sorry children present um, it's okay sir you're calling from calgary i would be upset if i lived in calgary too <laughs> there we go there it is <laughs> There's so many things we could chat about just just Calgary. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I actually like Edmonton's, you know, so uh so no no well, I mean some parts of it anyways. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> I have an escape plan myself. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you either come here for love or money, and I came for money and then stayed so far for the love. I met my wife and we have our two beautiful children. Um but I'm not from Alberta, and I've learned very quickly that it sucks here. So I definitely have an escape plan. It's just a matter of executing said escape plan. Yeah, you know, uh, Alberta, <laughs> it's been better. I've, I've, I've been here most of my life, and uh, it's, 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 uh, it's downgraded some over the years for sure. That is unfortunate. It could otherwise, yeah. it could otherwise be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's good and bad like anywhere. I think, you know, there's also grass is greener and everything. Some places uh, have their own problems, certainly. And Calgary's got some great things for it as well. So it's not all shit. Mm -hmm. Like every hour kills, which is one of the great things that is being watered down in Calgary so that the grass is green. Yeah, that's right. The grass grows greener where you water it, doesn't it, John? Yeah, that's what that's what the Beeb said. Justin Bieber said that the grass isn't greener on the other side it's greener where you water it yeah and he would know best like who would know better so um exactly. yeah so so anyways so covid hit unemployment depression mental health and so writing things took a turn in the darker direction not that that's really anything new for me but i've always kind of brought together both death metal and progressive metal in what I do. But Every Hour Kills specifically was tending more towards the melodic progressive direction for the first three EPs. And then, uh, then I just kind of went with this darker vibe that was happening and I realized that it didn't really feel like having clean vocals was the right move for the way these songs were feeling. 
So that's when I uh, enlisted Jay to help out with some harsh vocals. Take us through that. What was it about, or actually, what is it about clean vocals that you feel? I don't know how I want to tailor my question. Um, why no clean vocals? I can think of a few clean singers that still convey quite a bit of anger and emotion. Um, but what was it in your mind at the time that felt like it wouldn't have worked? And how did you get in touch with Jay? Yeah, so it was it was it's just a feeling, mostly uh, kind of a gut feeling. Like the um, the music originally was written around melodic vocals and and kind of stripping down a lot of the other elements, like the riffing and and some of the stru- song structure, to really let the vocal melodies take the forefront and the new material just wasn't going that way it was the it was more complex more dissonant darker different scales different time signatures and i just didn't feel like trying to come up with melodic ideas on top of that was gonna convey the emotion and the impact that the music was calling for so enter jay Jay, I've known like online, basically as an online buddy. We're kind of in uh, in some of the same like groups, like audio nerd shit, basically online groups that we're in uh, together. So, and I worked with a guy that was he was in a band with in a previous band called Abiogenesis. Uh, so there was kind of a mutual friend connection there, and. Uh, and yeah, so I knew that he was a guy who's really talented vocally, but also able to record himself and produce himself without me having to get in the same room with him. Obviously difficult when I'm in Calgary and he's in Italy. So, um, you know, being able to just let him kind of go wild as an artist and produce himself and produce, you know, world-class tracks in his own home studio that was kind of the full package for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. And there's a couple other large names for anybody, I guess, who's deep into the, the metal community because we've got some talent, it looks like, from Shadow of Intent, which is a big name, as well as Viljarta and Humanity's Last Breath, Quasi also as well, the same band in a way. Um, we've got Buster Odelholm. Did you did you do any any work with him as well since you had that that in with Viljarta and Humanity's Last Breath? No, I, I didn't, although I love Buster. Uh, I think he's just a genius, and, like, that whole scene is incredible. Um, but, uh, I mean, for me, I do most of the production and the mixing and mastering work myself. Just I just enjoy that part of it as well, so, um, so not really much opportunity to hire Buster to help out with that side of things, but um, but yeah, where Cal and uh, and Chris came in was more with the songwriting, and that's also kind of a a left turn from what I've done before in the past. I've always pretty much wrote everything myself solo for the band, um, and and so that was another new direction was trying out some collaborations and. Uh, you know, I just wanted to to kickstart my mind in a different direction and things that I might not think of or, or things that I might not necessarily play or or whatever. And and that's exactly what I got with with those guys is 
you know, guys where we have some common ground in our styles and in the influences that we have, but but still they're they're totally obviously different artists from me and, and took things in a totally cool different direction that I wasn't planning for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it sounds fairly productive because I wanted to take a moment to chat about uh, just overall mental health, especially during the pandemic. You mentioned you went through a few uh, few things, entered into some depression, but this seems like it was almost necessary to give birth to what it is that we're chatting about now. So is that kind of how you got through that? Was a catharsis through music? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's music's always been that for me and always been there for me. And uh, I'm sure many people can relate. That's um, that's where we take solace, I guess, is in both listening to music and being creative and uh, expressing some of those dark feelings and things that we have inside through creating music. So, yeah, I mean, it's always been that way. Um with the pandemic, I, yeah, I suddenly had all this time on my hands. I wasn't working and I didn't want to just, uh, ideally just sleep on the couch all day and, uh, and kind of let myself go to shit. So I really tried to, to be proactive and be creative and, and kind of reach out and try and get some help from, uh, from some other like-minded folks and, uh, and vacua is, is what came out. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this artwork for a second because it—it's uh, some killer artwork. Yeah, because it, it looks like an eyeball. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can interpret it many different ways. Um, it's by a fellow named Eris is Red, who I just found on the internet. I'm always kind of searching and looking for cool artists and people to collaborate with and stuff. So just uh, randomly stumbled across him, I think, on Instagram one day and uh, and made the connection from there. And he was great, awesome to work with. You know, he did a bunch of kind of uh, different renderings of the same piece. So each song has has a little bit of a different spin on the, on the same piece. And to me, it's kind of... Uh, I mean, it portrays the darkness coming in with the tendrils type idea that sort of conveys the the dark feelings taking over my mind or taking over the direction of the music. And Every Hour Kills has always had this kind of technical vibe, the the technical um, futuristic cyber kind of thing going on. And so the vibe here was to kind of blend that with a more organic, dark thing that's sort of coming into the picture and almost overwhelming what was there in the past. Okay. Deep, baby. Deep. Yeah, you know. I mean, honestly, (laughs) it's funny because I found the piece like already, like he had already done that piece. And I often do that with the art. Like it wasn't a bespoke thing where I told him, this is what I want you to make. And this is what I'm thinking. It was like he had already done the first iteration. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun to superimpose your own interpretation on something that somebody's already done. And, And it was like, yeah, that totally matches my vibe, even though 
we had never met or talked about it. Mm-hmm. So he was cool with it. You just like wrote him an email and said, Hey, can I, can I use this for an album cover? And then went through whatever process you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just hit him up and, and, uh, and, and said, Hey, I want to pay you to let me license this piece. We got to talking. It was cool. And I was like, why don't we try some, some other variations? And that's where we kind of superimpose like the, the cyber looking kind of sphere on some of the variations of it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, a computer server type sphere in the center on some of the other versions. And, uh, and, and so he was cool with it and rendered a bunch of different versions. And then, uh, that's how it ended up having a slightly different take. For every song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just watching the visualizer video, I believe. Yeah, official visualizer video for Intransigent, which is available in today's show notes. So everybody listening in, Apple Music, Spotify, you're watching on YouTube or on our website, therockmetalpodcast.ca. If you take a quick look at the show notes, you'll find everyhourkills.com. You can go there and stay in touch with everything that Every Hour Kills has got going on as well as the visualizer video for Intransigent. So I guess take us through that. A similar artist, or did somebody else just take the concept and um, animate it? Yeah, the the latter. So this is a different team that worked on that. Uh, some fellows out of Sweden called Rivata Visuals. And... Um, yeah, I basically gave them the songs, I gave them the art and the lyrics, and I said, do your thing, come up with whatever you want. And I kind of feel like that's the best way to go when you work with other artists that you respect is just uh, let them do their thing. You know, I don't want to try and tell someone too much or try and shape what they're going to do. I just let them do their thing. And it turned out fucking amazing. I, uh, It's one of the coolest visualizers i've ever had and it just matches the vibe of the song they captured everything perfectly and uh nailed it as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah sweet okay we chatted about working with a a couple guest musicians as well as the track and transient visualizer video available in today's show notes we chatted about the ep vacua as well as the beautiful artwork and how that came about and for everybody listening in, in today's show notes down below the episode will be everyhourkills.com as well as the visualizer video for Intransigent EP Vacua out now everywhere that you consume music. Sasha, that concludes my questions. Okay. And that concludes this interview. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today, Sasha. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs>